Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club podcast. I am Maddie, here with... Courtney, hello! And today, we will be reviewing Runaway Grimsman by a, a one Miss Megan Quinn. Now, I love this book. I love the cover art. Ooh, I read this book last year, and I bought it for Maddie. And based on our text conversations, I don't know <laughs> how this episode is going to go. So uh, bear with us. But we just got done with the Hunger Games, and this is kind of our first normal episode since Normal People. Uh, So if you're just joining us now for the first time in a while or for the very first time ever, how we normally review books is we talk about whether or not we would recommend them to a fellow reader, whether or not we would recommend them to our sisters who are underaged uh, and then we rate them on four pillars and those four pillars are the witty banter the character development the smut and the realism and then we give them an overall score now this first part of the episode is going to be spoiler free so if you haven't read with us or if you haven't read the book yet stick with us um the second half will be full of spoilers so we'll kind of give you a heads up when that happens but um, I will give you somewhat of a little breakdown of this book. First, a little cursory glance at the plot. So this book follows Sawyer, who is a Hollywood big shot movie producer. Uh, and he has recently been wronged. He has asked to be the groomsman in his ex-girlfriend's wedding. Uh, to one of his very best friends. And he, in a moment of extravagance, flees the scene into a small California town where he runs into the keeper of an inn, if you will. Uh, And that person is Fallon. Uh, She is our female lead in this story. And she is working on revamping her grandfather's old inn in the town. And her grandfather is sadly struggling with um, dementia and some other cognitive issues. And this story follows their friendship and eventually, you guessed it, it's a romance based on the cover, uh, their relationship. So um, we will start off the review. Maddie, would you recommend this book to a fellow reader? Um, I think I would... To some people, I have some I have some gripes with this book that we'll discuss a little further into the episode. But generally, I think I would. I think I'd recommend it to fellow to some fellow readers out there. Okay, I obviously would because I bought it for Maddie last year for her birthday <laughs> immediately mm-hmm. after I read it. Uh, so I can and have. I don't think it's for everybody, and it's a little bit, I think, different than a lot of the romance novels that we have read. Mm -hmm. They don't want to reveal too much. It almost felt a little bit more like a... Coming of age is, like, not the right word because they're not, like, becoming adults. But it it has, like, that same vibe to it, where it's it's like a storyline that has romance as, like, part of the central plot. But also, it's not like your traditional romance book, where it's, like... They're doing it every two seconds. <laughs> yeah, you got <laughs> you got to put in the work to get to the you don't work for that in this book. 
Um, I do think when we get to realism, it'll kind of contribute to that a little bit more in some senses. Some parts of this mm-hmm. are fantastical for sure, but mm-hmm. um, just from like a, a standpoint of like being an adult and having circumstances change and that sort of thing and being responsible for family members, like there's a lot of points that I think kind of go into that category. And this is definitely like a slow burn long game. So if mm-hmm. you're the type that likes it like hot and heavy off the bat, you're not gonna like it. Um, that being said, would you recommend it to your sister who is underage? Probably not. It When they do finally get together, there's it's only one time, I think, in the book. And it it is descriptive. And it's not like Love Light Farms where like they got together one time and it was like, mm. it's descriptive, but like not that bad. It's pretty descriptive. Yeah. Uh, I concur. I would not recommend this to my younger sisters who are not of age at the time. Um, if you younger have sister. read my my one remaining sister. Mm. Yeah. That's, um, that's underage. Not the one that's just. Exactly. No, they're not all dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not appropriate. And I've read other Megan Quinn books before. She is, especially in her other novels, very much a smut writer. Um, this one is... Huh? Would you call her the Michelangelo of Dirty Talk? Or would you call Tessa Bailey the Michelangelo of Dirty Talk? Ooh, I... Okay, I like Megan Quinn more than I like Tessa Bailey. Interesting. Um, I there's a series by Megan Quinn that's about like three millionaire brothers. Um, and I liked that one. The second book, I feel like in series, especially in like trilogies, romance trilogies, the middle book is always bad or like not as good as the first and third. That's a pattern that I've noticed. The second Um, book is really good of twisted. That's true. That's, that's four though. That's not three. True, but it would still be a middle book, right? That's true. <laughs> that we've read. But, uh, yeah, no, generally I like Megan Quinn stuff. She has a couple hockey romance books that I have not read that have okay scores on Goodreads as well. But she is um, much more of a smut writer. So generally I would say those who are young stay away. Um, and it is very descriptive. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, on to the pillars. First and foremost, the witty banter. On a scale of one to five, Maddie, what would you give the witty banter in this book? Um, like a four. Like, there's a lot of witty banter in here, but there's also a lot of, like, pretty cringe dialogue that I'm like, can we just move past this, please? Uh, so, for that, it gets a four. It definitely, the effort was made for it, so I'll, I'll give it a good, a good rating for that, but... I think I will also give it a four. I think Sawyer is pretty witty. I think he says some funny things. I also really like his dynamic with Fallon's grandpa. I think Fallon's best friend Jazz is definitely a little cringe. I don't know. She's supposed to be like edgy, but it just comes off poorly. I could just Mm -hmm. do without her, to be honest. Yeah. Um, But there's also like some fun, quirky little like traditions in the town that I think feed into like the banter between the main characters with each other and with some of the side characters. So I think overall, it's still pretty high of a score. But yeah, I'm fully willing to acknowledge that there are some cringy moments. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, um, on to character development. Maddie, on a scale of one to five, what would you rate this book? Okay, it's weird, the character development in this book, because Fallon had a lot of character development. She goes through a lot in this book. Sawyer doesn't. <laughs> He's, like, just right the entire time. And his character development, I guess, is, like, getting in touch with his roots. But what character development is that? That's just, like, there's, that's not character development. That's just, like, removing yourself from a situation and, like, like, call, like settling the mind. That's not character development. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm going to give it, like, a three and a half. Mm, ooh, oh, do you hear that? Almost at a half. I know. Who am I? New year, new me. I'll give it a three. Cardinal sin. I know. We do not do halves in here. Literally. I know. Take me out back. Um, Uh, If if we're doing fives, we might as or halves, we might as well just do ten. Yeah, and we don't do ten because that's too many. Ugh. I'm... Uh. I think I would give it a four. I kind of see where you're coming from on Sawyer. I do think, like, it's just an opportunity for him to do some, like, introspection. He, I alluded to the fact that, like, his ex-girlfriend and his friend get together, right? And he's asked to be a groomsman, which he agrees to do. Um, and, like, I guess his character development is just learning to stand on business, to be honest with you. Wow. Uh, but <laughs> Fallon has more of a journey with, like figuring out what her priorities are, finding people who fit in her life that support and promote those priorities, and also coming to terms with um, the end of another, a different relationship that just doesn't Mm -hmm. suit her lifestyle anymore, which I think is something a lot of people can resonate with. Um, But I will say, too, the character development for Fallon takes, like, a while. A, a good so majority. Long. Um, so, so that long. can detract from it a little bit. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's do... We'll do realism. On a scale of one to five, How? What? what would you rate this book on realism? Probably, like, a four. It's pretty realistic. Like, Courtney said at the beginning, there are, like, some elements of, like, fantasy in there like things that just aren't true like a whole little town it's got it's like knock them out you know like yeah there's just gay people everywhere everybody's happy all the time things are really great their mayor is a cat or it's just like it's a happy little town to be in that's not real like that's not yeah. a that's not a real place so kind of also like when in rome e Mm-hmm. also that's kind of what it reminds me of inclusive small towns do not exist if they do point them out show me on a map here you go point it out for me right here to be fair it is in california so i guess that makes that no no, <laughs> no i've been to small towns in california they are not these little amazing places they are inclusive, not yeah they're not inclusive uh, i okay i think I think it's a four for realism. I mean, for me, part of the fantastical part is Sawyer's career, right? Like, he's this Hollywood big shot. That's a theme in, like, a lot of romance books, to be honest. Um, So it's not entirely out of the norm. But yeah, I mean, the town is pretty whimsical, too. There's a cafe there that is interesting. Uh, The Troll Cafe. We'll get into mm-hmm. that in the spoilers, but um, <laughs> I do think like a lot of the things that happen are very realistic. I kind of mentioned in the last point that like Fallon 
outgrows a different relationship and i thought that was pretty realistic especially just like they had different priorities she wanted to be where she was at and focus on like taking care of her grandpa and fixing up the motel in whatever and i think there's a lot of realism with that too i also think the depiction of like dementia and elderly people who struggle with memory loss was pretty at least i mean i haven't I haven't personally experienced that with my family members, but it seemed pretty realistic. Um, lots of good days and bad days. Um, and so I think that was like a pretty strong element of this book for me as well. And there's also kind of an element of like friends, enemies to friends, or it's kind of, and then friends to lovers. And I thought that progression somewhat fit the timeline. Um, but yeah, okay. Now, scale of one to five, smut. A three. Okay. It happens one time. Honestly, kind of boring. Uh, so it gets a three. It was maybe even a two. Okay, I think a three might be too high. I think I'll give this a three. It does only happen once. And like, I, the reason I like this book so much is because I like their relationship outside of the sexual element. And this was also the first Megan Quinn book I read. So I didn't go into it having read the other ones that are a lot more intense with like certain expectations. Um, But it is infrequent. And also like, it's not bad. Like this one isn't bad, but there have been better executions like Lucy score. I think is a little bit better at executing smut scenes than Megan Quinn, perhaps. Um, and like, there were so many different parts of the book where I just wanted her to like make her decision and get it over with so that they could like be together. And that was frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there was kind of a certain level of like, making it anticlimactic because of how long we had to wait to get mm-hmm. there and because it only happened the one time. So I will rate that a little bit yeah. lower as a three. Um, okay. Overall score, scale of one to five. Okay. So I just went back to check my Goodreads review because I couldn't remember like what I gave it. I ended up giving it a four. And I, it's a low four because I know that I did not, I know it's not a high four. Uh, there is... For certain. There's you know, like one, yeah. There, well, there's like one part that like automatically dropped it down a star for me, and it was unnecessarily long. So like those two things combined made me not give it a five. But I didn't like hate the story, so it's not like it's a bad story or anything like that. It's just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And listen, this I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but like they don't get together until like seventy seven percent of the way into the book. Yeah, like because I read it, I was listening to the audiobook because I got it from the library. Seventy seven percent of the way into the book, that is when they finally get together, and that is just simply too long for a book that's a romance. Book. I think it also, sorry, it also toes the line of a trope that I absolutely hate. And then the other things are like things that I want to talk about. 
in the non-spoiler section. Yeah, I think I can see where you say it like toes the line. I think it makes more sense in this book than it did in the other book that we read last year that had a similar trope. Yes. Um, I thought the execution in this one was much better and there was no there they were very careful to make sure there was like no line crossing. Mm-hmm. But this still doesn't make it like entirely okay. Mm-hmm. Um I originally, when I read this last year, I gave it a five um, and I read it very early in the year. I think I read it in February or March. Really enjoyed it. I still really enjoy it. I gave it a five at that time. I think it's probably a four retrospectively um, based on a lot of other books that I've read in between now and then. And, you know, it's just like you develop your palate a lot more with literature. And I think it just I still really, really like this book. Like this book's more of a high four for me. Um, But yeah, I don't think it's quite a five. And again, we're trying to be more stingy with those um, just so that they hold more weight. And I don't think it quite crosses the threshold. So it still is a five on Goodreads, but I'll probably go in and change it after um, for those of you who follow along with us on there. But I still did really enjoy it. So four for both me and Maddie. A little bit of different angles. We don't do halves, mm-hmm. but if we did, <laughs> I'd I'd be more in the half range. Um, it's so it's been so long that I forgot we didn't do halves. Yeah, that's okay. You know what? Honestly, that's fair. Valid. We haven't okay. read a romance book in two months. I know. Doesn't it? It feels like kind of weird. But this is. I mean, we're in no. February now, so this is yeah. this is romance time. This is romance. S- romance city. city. Yeah. Get your ticket, okay? Hop on the train. Certified lover girls only. Choo choo, choo choo is right. All right, so I think that concludes our spoiler-free portion. We got to get into the, we, huh? The fastest we ever did it. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to get into some of the nitty-gritty of the plot points and how we feel about them and their execution so if you have not read this book and you would like to bye bye see you later uh go ahead and read it and come back and listen to our conversation about the plot if you just don't really want to read it or you already have and you'd like to hear our discussion about the plot go ahead and stay on and we will give the people what they want um okay hold on i'm gonna spit out my gum you're spitting out your gum I was trying to get my jaw, working out my jaw. Fitness era for my jaw. <laughs> yeah, fitness dick in your jaw. Don't exploit my proclivities like that. Sorry. Are you ready? Right. Yep. Okay. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. Okay, so let's just start with the big elephant in the room. And that is, in this book, for 60-70% of the book, Fallon is in a relationship with a different... Mm-hmm man and there are there is no canoodling there is some like we can tell that they like each other especially as the book developed a lot to say yeah hello rude can i help you rude rudy um there's definitely some things that i think you could consider boundary crossing i think fallon set some pretty clear boundaries about her relationship with sword but the way she acts 
sometimes contradicts what she says um and it's very clear like there's a good dynamic between the two of them now fallon does end her relationship with mr doctor man in palm springs and then basically immediately after start seeing sawyer um and so that's a bit of a tight turnaround makes some people a little bit uncomfortable justifiably mm-hmm. so uh mm-hmm. it is very reminiscent of it happened once was it it happened one summer what's the name of that book i didn't read those no no it, good girl complex which was the one that we read oh last. yeah but so, good girl complex she straights up cheats on him yeah so this isn't this is not it doesn't have the cheating trope but it definitely straddles the line, which can make people uncomfortable. Yeah. When I read this, I saw it more as like Fallon is dating this man who is kind of a remnant of her past life before her grandfather got sick and she decided that she wanted to go and kind of revamp the motel and the inn and whatever. And he expects her to go back to being the person that she was and she is never going to do that so that i think their relationship is doomed from the start um which you know he's not a bad person and i think he takes their breakup pretty well but i do think that fallon should have ended their relationship a little bit earlier on in the book one Mm -hmm. because it would have served the plot a lot it was pretty apparent that like he wasn't really supportive of what she wanted pretty early on um and so i can see where that makes people uncomfortable yeah i don't it takes her over 50% of the book to break up with him and then the other 20% is spent her being like I don't like Sawyer I don't like him and then being like mm, fuck it I like him it, it it was just so repetitive and like she's like always trying to keep everybody's feelings in mind with every decision that she makes and because of that like it was pretty realistic but also super annoying to read yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from on that. And I also think, too, like, Fallon is very hyper-fixated on taking care of her grandfather and, like, protecting his mental well-being. And I think the fact that Sawyer... So Sawyer gets really close with her grandpa. He starts fixing up things around the end because he just doesn't really have a lot to do. He's kind of spiraling from... Uh, and he's also embarrassed from mm-hmm. fleeing his friend's wedding. And he starts kind of hanging out with her grandpa, even more than her. And I did think that was a a pretty cute element of the book. I think Fallon, like, I think she struggled to admit the way she felt about Sawyer, which is frustrating because it's very apparent, like, the reason her previous relationship didn't work out is because he just didn't understand her priorities. Whereas Sawyer basically has the same priorities at this point because he's become so close with her grandfather. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, I think she, because they share that love for him and because he has put so much time and effort into helping her execute her dream, which she thought maybe not would not be possible and also would take way more time. Like her parents are pushing her to sell um, and stuff like that. He Sawyer also does something that I think shows just how like kind hearted he is. One of um, 
Fallon has two dads. She's gay dads in Palm Springs. Who would have guessed? Um, and one of them is a paraplegic. And so Sawyer kind of revamps one of the cabins so that it's accessible to them. I think that just goes to show like how much he cares about her as a person even though there's no like romance or sex involved for a while and I think that's really like what cinches it in for her uh especially having just dated someone that just really didn't get her priorities with her family and stuff but it is really frustrating that it took her so long to come to that realization well and then he like they finally get together and then he's like being respectful like oh I don't want to I don't want to do this with you I don't want to do this with you yet like I'm not ready for you this yet you're not ready for this yet and she's like no i'm ready for it and i'm like oh my god obviously you guys just need to talk <laughs> yeah it is it's a frustrating not ready because it's be super easy just to be like for him to explain to her his reasoning for wanting to wait because at, she takes it as him like not being interested she's like oh maybe he's not interested actually in me I'm like, Ugh. And it's like, okay, girl, he literally just built a wheelchair ramp for your dad. Yeah. Yeah. He likes By the you. way, her, her dads are like the most disgusting thing a person can be. And that is an Airbnb owner. Yeah. Pretty yeah. disturbing. I can't lie. Yeah. And they're like going and like buying up properties in Phoenix. And I'm like, this is why we have a housing crisis. They also because you just, Californians come in and you buy our houses. They also just like, I don't know, they, the taking care of, Fallon taking care of her grandfather and revamping these cabins because it's where her her grandma has passed away and it's where her grandma mm -hmm. and grandpa fell in love and like it's really important to him it helps with his cognitive abilities to physically be there with his mm -hmm. memory and stuff and I her parents are just very callous about all of that considering that one of them is literally his kid right and uh, they, they like put him in a home yeah, they just want to put them in a home. And like, they, I feel like they also, if they're buying up Airbnbs, they have all these resources and stuff, and they just do yeah. not help her at all. No. Um, and then like, it, it, part of the book that frustrated me too is like, she starts to feel some type of way towards the guy that she's dating initially. And her parents are just like, he's a nice guy. Like, don't, let him get away and it's like she's very obviously struggling with him not right having the same goals as her and so like why mm -hmm. as her parent would you be like yeah but he's a nice doctor man so you should marry him anyway yeah. like or date him anyway yeah i feel like they I just kind of gloss over her feelings a lot yeah i also there was a part in this book where she where Sawyer and Sully the grandfather are talking and he mentions how like she looks like his wife but she's adopted so like how would that work great question yeah also the worst part of this book the absolute worst part of this book is that it has a third act breakup which is so unnecessary considering the fact we had to wait 80% of the book for them to get together. Whack. It's absolutely whack. Yeah, I... Authors, please, just stop doing the third act breakup. We don't need it. You don't need it in a story like this. Mm-mm. 
Um, you can do something else fantastical, like kidnappings, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I'm not <laughs> talking about things we never got over because they do have a third act breakup. But like how like if you want some drama, there are other things you can do besides splitting up the couple that we've come to know and love. It's annoying. Well, the drama was that his ex-girlfriend comes back to, comes to the town. It was like, oh my God, Sawyer, like, I'm so sorry. Maybe we should give this another shot. And he's like, mm, I don't really like you. You're kind of like not a good person. I'm just like, I know. That's why I'm going to rehab, actually. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you're just stopping in to say hello? You stalked him to this town? Just like, hi, I'm going to rehab. Yeah. Um, and then she separates with the groomsman or the groomsman, the groom of the wedding. And there's like really no I mean, like, I guess like the conclusion is like now the groom who screwed him over is doing like commercials for Viagra. And his ex-girlfriend is like not in the movie industry at all anymore. But that's like. I don't know. I don't know if I like that very much. He like never had a conversation with the groom being like, this is what, like, I thought it was really messed up that you did this. Instead, the groom is just given like a bad light, but then his ex-girlfriend is given a good light, which I don't understand why, like give one yeah. and not the other. Or why have them separate in the first place? Why couldn't you just have them have like a general, gen genuinely happy relationship, but still be stuck up people? Yeah. Like, they've already done their damage. Leave them out of the book yeah. at this yeah. point. Exactly. No, I agree with that. And we kind of mentioned it earlier, too, but Jazz is just annoying, insufferable. She, like, throws knives at people and stuff. It's like, okay, it's arrest her. Yeah, put her in jail. Or psych ward, she needs it. Yeah. My God. She really does. Um, yeah. I also just, but, like, her friendship with Fallon doesn't make a lot of sense to me either because of where Fallon's priorities lie and how level-headed mm -hmm. she is. It's like, yeah, how are like, you all friends the, with Chaos Incarnate? All the miscommunication and, like, all that stuff is, like, stems from her and friend. And she, per she perpetuates it so bad. And, and she, she also does not yeah. like Sawyer at all. Mm -mm. And she's really incredibly rude to him after he just mm -hmm. went through an awful, terrible experience. Yeah. yeah. Um... I okay, so there's one scene in this book that I thought was super funny when I read it. They go to there's this cafe in town, which there's it's covered in trolls dolls, random whatever. Mm -hmm. But Sully, who's her grandfather, and all of his and all of his friends. Uh, they have, like, a little breakfast crew, right? And so Sawyer's been hanging out with Sully. They've been kind of shooting the shit. He's, Sully's been teaching him how to fix up the cabins and stuff, and they've been talking about, like, him and his wife, and he's been recollecting. And he also, he has started calling him, was it his brother? Paul? Yeah. He's just, like, a handyman guy. Okay. Like, yeah. He, he starts calling him by not his name. Um, and he knows that he's not him. We find we find that out later on in the book. But um, he's just kind of putting Sawyer through the ringer. But they're they're cool. They're friends. And so he and his friends, Sully and his friends, take him to the cafe and they put him through basically hazing. Uh, they make him eat this giant breakfast until he basically throws up. 
and um, then he's allowed in their crew. And I don't, I just thought it was funny. It was very wholesome. The fact that they like are bringing this guy who they can see is like struggling. Right. And Sully can tell that he, that's why he's trying to be like into Fallon, but he's trying to respect her boundaries. But they all kind of like surround him, give him a sense of community with a bunch of like older men, right? They're like grandpas, which I think is cute, like them adopting him. And but he's just like he's really going through it. And and I think like they handle it in a very delicate way to where they're not in your face. Like, tell us what's wrong. They just give him a sense of like community and belonging. And I just thought that that was like really wholesome. And so I enjoyed that part of the book. His inner monologue during that time is also funny because he basically just says the F word like 30 times because they're making him eat like a lot of food. I'm talking like eight Cracker Barrel orders. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So I just thought that was a really wholesome moment of male positivity. Yeah, I will say I really the parts that I liked of this book were definitely like Sully and Sawyer's interactions together. I think that the two of them had like the best chemistry out of anybody <laughs> in the storyline. And just like I liked reading their parts. That was like my favorite. Well, listening to their parts. So that was my favorite parts of the book was their sort of stuff and him talking about the story and like how he met Joan and all that sort of stuff. Something else I didn't like is that it seems like that plot point got pushed to the end because mm-hmm. the questions that you have about like Sully and Joan aren't even answered until the epilogue. Yeah. Which is weird. No, I totally agree. And I think I really, I also really enjoyed Sawyer and Sully's moments. Um, just because they're very like wholesome. He's kind of a grumpy old man. And Sawyer just is like, whatever you say goes. You know, he's very good too about dealing with his dementia and like his bad days. And I think it just goes to the point too that like, I think the reason I like Sawyer and Fallon together is because a lot of times like when you get into a relationship, especially a serious one, you are potentially marrying their family, right? And such a big part of the end of Fallon's last relationship was that her partner did not care about her grandfather. Like she, I think she's mentions in the book, she's like, sometimes I feel like you wish he would just die so that I can like be with you. And like, that makes me kind of sick to my stomach, Um, which valid, like, and so to then have somebody who is kind of the polar opposite of that, who is like very personally invested in her grandfather um, and who has done other things for her family, like he has integrated himself into their lives before they're even in a relationship. So I think that potentially creates like a good, strong foundation, especially considering that Fallon's main motivators are taking care of her grandfather. And he's so heavily intertwined in that process now. And he also Mm -hmm. helps him cognitively um, by getting his hands moving, by helping him work on cabins, and then also by getting him talking Mm -hmm. about his wife and his past and stuff. Um, I think that just goes to like strengthen the story. But yeah, I honestly, I agree that their interactions are really what make the book pretty good. Mhm. Yeah. But that's really all I have to say about this book. I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah, I don't think I have much to say either. So a little bit of a shorter episode. 
Um, I do generally just wish the book was like a little bit shorter, but I do also generally like Megan Quinn. Um, and I still do like this book a year, a year later, a year out. So that's usually a good sign. There's another, um, book that they have that she made recently. I think it's called like Vacation Wars or something like that. That one looks cute. It's like a good, I think it's a summary read. So maybe we should add to our summer list. Yeah, I think so. Especially if, you know, like you liked this one, but it wasn't your favorite. Maybe we can give her another opportunity to woo you. Because, like, don't get me wrong, like, I don't think that this book is awful in any way. I think that maybe it's a little mismarketed as being a romance book, because I don't know if it's entirely a romance. It definitely has the romance elements, and I would not call this, like, a great work of literary fiction, but it is, like, a... It, it is it is not... It is not a, it's not a romance book, but it is. But it's not. Yeah, I could see this being like the plot of a movie. Yeah, that's with how many different felt felt like that. Yeah, Um, which I think kind of is interesting too, considering that his job, Sawyer's job, Mm -hmm. is writing in Hollywood. Um, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but if it was, pretty masterful to be honest. And I, I think the cover is so cute Mm -hmm. so cute um part of the reason i love it so much because good cover art can really it won't make or break a book but it will convince me to buy it so yeah i mean it's it is it it is worth the time to listen to it or read it mostly it is just so long. Like, it's... I'm sorry. It's never this serious. It, I mean... Like, even things we not never got over is, like, hella long, and that also, like, it's not that serious. We can make these books a little bit shorter. Yeah, come on. Unless it's, like, a fantasy novel where there's lots of exposition yeah. and stuff, it's really not necessary to make a romance book yeah. that long. But, yeah, I mean, no. you know what? You can always listen two times speed... That tends to make things go. That's what I did. It was still like, it took me like still a week and a half to read it, listen to it. Yeah. Oh my God. Chunk of change. The book I'm listening to now, I don't quit things. I just don't. And I wish I did. I am 24% of the way through Assistant to the Villain. Hmm. It's bad. It is such a bad book. I'm sorry. I don't know how people like this book. I think Grace, what a Grace give it like a four? I don't know how. There better be something amazing that happens, but I'm annoyed. First of all, this is off topic. First of all, <laughs> it's written like freaking Wattpad. It, like, he, she only refers to the guy as the villain or sir. She does not call him by a name. We find That's out in weird. chapter seven, he has a name. You know what his name is? Tristan. That is the name of a villain, it, like a, an evil villain in this like made up fantasy land town. In a it fantasy feels, setting, it's fantasy. Like the book, like it's fantasy. Like it's 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 giving Shrek, like it like like a Shrek world. And his name is Tristan. And his name is Tristan. <laughs> Girl, that's not. <laughs> it's making it's. I don't quit things. 
I'm 24% of the way done. There better be something good that happens in between the next, in the next 75% of this book. Or I'm rioting. Sue Grace for damages. Honestly, I might. Opportunity cost. I Based off of reading your recommendation, else. I was listening to this, and it is garbage. And I expect compensation. Yeah. Give me mm. back the 25 hours. Oh, God. 25? It's long. All right. Well, you get a, apparently you got a little extra review here at yeah. the end. <laughs> a little extra review versus into the villain. Don't read it. It's not worth the time. Watch next week. I'll be like, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. (laughs) One can hope, especially if you're going to push through and finish it. I hope it's worth it, girl. Yeah. All right. Well, if you are wondering what we're up to when you're not listening to us here or watching us on YouTube, you can check us out on our social media accounts at the Witty Banter Book Club on Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok. Hello. Uh, We've got an Etsy store and. We really appreciate all your support. Like, comment, subscribe, the whole nine yards. Um, Really, all there's left to say, aside from that, is happy Happy reading. reading.